Hello again, my name is Dan Alasso, and for those of you who aren't subscribers yet, this is a channel called Making History. But what I'm gonna do today is I'm going to react to the very famous Bill Wirtz YouTube video, History of the Entire World, I guess. And this was something that it was suggested that I might wanna do because this has been hugely, hugely popular. This video has had, to date, over 133 million views. And so if people who are interested in talking about history to the general public on media like YouTube are not paying attention, they should be. Hi, you're on a rock floating in space. Pretty cool, huh? Some of it's water. Actually, most of it's water. I can't even get from here to there without buying a boat. Funny it's that sad. the boat is a plane. I'm sad. I miss you. A long time ago, actually never, and also now, nothing is nowhere. When? Never. This Makes is the part sense, that right? I don't like really said, dig quite as much, but was let's get anywhere. through it quick and That's we'll get to the everywhere. real history part. It's been so everywhere, you don't need a where. You don't even need a when. That's how every it gets. Big pause. Forget this. I want to be something. Go somewhere. Do something. I want things to change. I want to invent time and space. And I know it's possible because everything is here and it probably already happened. I just don't know when to start. And that's exactly where it started. Oh, I paused it. I think there's a universe now. What's it made of? Quarks and stuff. It took 49 seconds to get here place. to the start. Don't like it? Try a new place. At a different time. Try to stick I together. Think the universe is going to get bigger and emptier. But it's not empty yet. It's still very full and about a jillion degrees. Great news. The okay, are now so that's interesting so far. Three, called a proton or a neutron. And I've noticed that physicists have reacted to this, so I won't say anything about it. Interesting how it took 10 minutes for hydrogen and 380,000 years for helium. Great news. The protons and neutrons are now happily married to each other. Some of them even doubled up. Great news. The electrons have now joined in. Congratulations. The world is now a bunch of gas in space. But it's getting closer together. And it's getting closer together. 500 million years to get to a star. It's a star. Some stars burn out and die. Bigger stars burn out and die with passion and make space noise, which allows newer, more interesting stars to be made and then die and explode into So now stars have cool stuff around them, like rocks, ice, and funny clouds, which can make some very interesting things, like this ball of flaming rocks. This is actually a thing that historians call big history. And there are historians who have written histories that go like this. And so two thirds or three quarters of the book is all of this stuff that happened before humans ever arrived. Not sure that it is the most effective thing as history, but it is useful in contextualizing our little moment and trying to see it in the bigger picture. Also interesting to note that all of the stuff that's in that chemical soup and everything that goes into life did come from these stellar explosions. Fresh, made from gnarly space ingredients left over from when it was raining rocks or whatever. Oh yeah, and it can do that. It has secret instructions written inside itself telling it how to build another one of itself. So that's pretty nifty, I would say. Tired of living at the bottom of the ocean? Now you can eat sunlight. Using a revolutionary technique, you can convert sunlight into food. Side effect, now there's oxygen everywhere and the sky's blue. Now there's oxygen everywhere and the sky's blue, and everything else that was alive has died because oxygen was poisonous to it. Then the earth might have been a snowball for a while, maybe even a couple of times. It's a sponge, it's a plant, it's a worm, and some other types of weird strange water bugs and strange fish. It's the Cambrian Explosion. Three minutes wow, to get to the Cambrian stuff. Explosion. But we're still in the ocean. Hey, can we go on land? No. Why? The sun is a deadly laser. Okay. Everybody loves that. The sun is a deadly laser. Now the animals can go on land. Come on, animals, let's go on land. Nope, can't walk yet. And there's no food yet, so I don't care. 
Okay, will you learn to walk if there's plants up here? Maybe, said some bugs. And fish. <laughs> okay, so I can go on land, but I have to go back in the water to have babies. Learn to use an egg. I was already doing that. Use a stronger egg. Put water in it. Have a baby on land in an egg. Water is in the egg. Baby in the egg in the water. In the that egg. is a beautiful Works description of uh, what uh, eggs are on land. And everything's huge, including bugs. Want to see a map of the land? Sure. Oh, now everything's dead. Just kidding, here are the survivors. Keep your eye on this one because it's about to become the dinosaurs. Here's another map of the land. Yeah, it broke apart. Don't worry about it. It does that all the time. Here comes a meteor. Another extinction. It's mammal time. Here come the mammals. Look at those breasts. Now they're going to dominate the world. And one of them just learned how to grab stuff and walk. No, like walk like that and grab stuff at the same time and bang rocks together to make pointed rocks. Ouch. And set things on fire. Youch. And make crazy sounds with their voice, which can mean different things. And there's a lot that happens between a million or a million and a half years ago when people start to learn how to set things on fire and spread out across the world and this ganoush moment when they're starting to develop language 200,000 years ago because these are not really the same people. That's a human person. And now they're everywhere. Almost. This age. 20,000 years ago, yes, this did happen. But it also happened in all of the previous ice ages. 180,000 years ago, 300,000 years ago or whatever, there have been ice ages every 150,000 years or so for the last million years or so. So, what does that mean? This landmass that we now call Beringia probably existed a number of times. And it's possible that animals and also even hominids may have walked across this land before the last ice age 20,000 years ago when the ancestors of Native Americans did. What? You can walk over here? Cool. Not anymore. Well, I guess we're stuck here now. Let's review. There's people on the planet, and they're chasing their food. Look at this. I control the food now. Now everyone will want to be my friend and live near me. Now everyone will want to be my friend and live near me. And more people will be able to stay alive, and then what do they do? Oh, they create civilization. Is that a good thing, or is that a bad thing? Let's all build houses, except mine is bigger because I own the food. Oh, that's one of the crazy elements, right? The person who controls the food gets to have the bigger house. Not everybody is the same anymore. This is great. I wonder if anyone else is doing this. He raced right by that, didn't he? I wonder if anybody else is doing this. Yeah, other people are doing it. It's not just happening in Mesopotamia like we used to believe. It's also happening in China, where instead of wheat, they're growing rice. And it's also happening in the Amazon in South America, where instead of even an annual plant, they're finding the roots of a tree called cassava, and they're creating manioc. And it's happening in the high plateau beneath the Andes Mountains, where people have found a tuber, and they're turning it into potatoes. And it's happening in Mexico, where people have found a grass called teosinte, and they're turning it into corn. There are five major staple crops in the world. Wheat, rice, manioc, potatoes, and maize. Maize is the most important one by volume and by economic value. It was invented by the Mexicans. Tired of using rocks for everything? Use metal. It's underground. Better farming was just invented in a sweet dank valley right in between these two rivers. And the animals are helping. Guess what happens next? More food. And more people who came to buy the food. Now you need people to help make the food and keep track of the sales. And now you need houses for people to live in and people to make the houses. And now there's more people and they invent things, which makes things better. And more people come and there's more farming and more people to make more things for more people. And now there's business, money, writing, laws, power. Business, money, writing, laws, civilization, right? What else? Armies, police, tax collectors, civilization. Society. Coming soon to a dank river valley near you.
Meanwhile, out in the middle of nowhere, the horse is probably being tamed. Why is all my metal so lame and lumpy? Tired of using lame, sad metal? Introducing bronze made with special ingredient tin from the far lands of Tinland. I don't know, my dealer won't tell me where he gets it. Also, guess what? Meanwhile, out in the middle of nowhere, they figured out how to put wheels on a horse. Now we're getting somewhere. Also, China. And did I mention Indus River Valley Civilization? China and the Indus Indonesia. River Valley Civilization. Middle East is getting more complicated. Maybe because it's in the middle of the East. Knock knock or clop clop. It's the people with the horses. And they made an empire. And then everyone else copied their horses. Greeks. Ah, look, it must be the Greeks or a beta version of the Greeks. Why were the brown Greeks a beta version of the Greeks? Oh, right, because of the Aryan invasion theory. Let's check in with the Indus River Valley Civilization. They're gone. Guess who's not gone? China. New arrivals in India. Maybe it's those horse people I was talking about, or their cousins or something. <laughs> and this is the Aryan invasion, which, as I just tried to imply, and now I'll say it outright, is a myth that was developed by the other white people, the British, who were controlling India at the time that the myth was promulgated. And they wrote some hymns and mantras and stuff. You could make a religion out of this. There's the Bronze Age collapse. Now the Phoenicians can get down to business. Also, can we switch to a metal that's a little easier to find? Thanks. Look who came back to Israel. It's the 12 tribes of Israel. It's the 12 tribes of Israel? Are they historical? Oh, no, 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 that's right. They're part of that mythology that turned into another mythology that is so prevalent nowadays that we think of it as history. And they believe in God. Just one, though. He's got like a 10-step program. Here's some huge heads. Must be the Olmecs. The Phoenicians make some colonies. The Greeks copy their idea and make some colonies. The Phoenicians made a colony so big it makes colonies. The Phoenicians make a colony so big that it creates colonies? Well, wait a minute. If Carthage is just a colony of Phoenicia, then is he going to say that Rome is just a colony of Greece? Probably not, huh? Here comes the Assyrian Empire. Never mind, it's the Babylonian media. It's the Persian Empire. Wow, that's big. Ah, the Buddha was just enlightened. Who's the Buddha? This guy, who sat under a tree for so long that he figured out how to ignore the fact that we're all dying. You can make a religion out of this. Oops, China just broke, but while it was breaking, Confucius was figuring out how to have good morals. Wow, we went through Buddha and Confucius pretty darn quick there. Morals. Ah, the Greeks just had the idea of thinking about stuff. And right over here, Alexander just had the idea of conquering the entire Persian Empire. It's a great idea. He was great. And now he's dead. Hopefully the rest of the gang will be able to share the empire evenly between them. Knock knock, it's Chandragupta. He says, Time to conquer all of India. Wow, that seems like almost as big as Alexander's empire, doesn't it? Most of India. But what about this part? That's the Tamil kings. No one conquers the Tamil kings. Who are the Tamil kings? Merchants, probably. And they've got spices. Who would like to buy the spices? Me, said the Arabians, swiftly buying it and selling it to the rest of the world. Now that's interesting. The Arabians were buying it and selling it to the rest of the world before the Silk Road? Hey, China put itself back together again with good morals as their main philosophy. Actually, they have three main philosophies. Actually, they continued having that Confucianism idea for 2,000 years, and that's why their empire lasted until 1911. Out here, the horse nomads run wild and free, and they would like to ransack your city. Let's check the Greekification levels of the Greekified kingdoms. Greekification overload. Bye, said the Parthians. Bye, said the Jews. Hi, said the Parthians, taking over the entire place. Hey, said the Romans, eating the entire Mediterranean for breakfast. Thanks for invading our homeland, said the Jews, who were starting to get tired of people invading their homeland. Hi, everything's great, said some guy who seems to be getting very popular and is then arrested and killed for being too popular, which only makes him more popular. You can make a religion out of this. Want silk? Now you can buy it from China. They just made a brand new road to the world. Or you can get their own water. 
safe. New trade routes, said India, accidentally spreading their religion to the entire southeast. Mm, that's a good place for an epic trading kingdom. There goes Buddhism traveling up the Silk Road. I wonder if it'll reach China before it collapses again. Remember the Persian Empire? Yep, said the Persians, making a new one. Axum is getting so powerful they would like to build a long stick. Has anyone populated Madagascar yet? Let's do it together. China's Still can't cross the Sahara Desert? Try camels. And we got business, said the Ghana Empire, selling lots of gold and slaves. Hi, I live in the Roman Empire, and I was wondering, is loving Jesus legal yet? No. Actually, okay, sure, said Constantine, moving the capital way over here to be closer to his main rival. Don't worry about Rome, it won't fall. It's the golden age There's the Gupta Empire, not Chandragupta, just Gupta. First name Chandra. The first. Guess who's in Rome? Barbarians. What's a barbarian? Non-Romans, said the Romans, being invaded by non-Romans. Being invaded by the people who they invaded, who were busy taking back their lands when the Romans were no longer powerful enough to hold on to them. R.I.P. Roman Empire. Or actually just half of it. The other half is just fine. But it's not in Rome anymore, so let's give it a new name. The Mayans have figured out the stars. Oh, and here's a huge city. Population everyone. The Goat Turks have taken over the entire Eurasian steppe. Great job, Goat Turks. How's India? Broken. How's China? Back together. How's those trading kingdoms? Bigger and there's more of them. Korea has three kingdoms. Japan has a kingdom. It's the Sunrise Kingdom. Deep in the Arabian desert, on the top of a mountain, the real god whispers in Muhammad's ear. So he goes down to the cube where everyone worships gods, and he tells them their gods are all fake. And everyone got so mad at him that he had to leave town and go to a different town. You can make a religion out of this, and maybe conquer the world as well. The Roman Empire is long gone, but somehow the Pope is still the Pope. Plus there's new kingdoms all over Europe. I wonder if there's room for Moors. But let's go back to those Moors. What were they doing in Spain? And why were the Christians in Spain fighting a Reconquista against them for seven or eight hundred years? Here's all the wisdom. In a house. It's the Baghdad House of Wisdom. Just in time for the Islamic Golden Age. Let's bring stuff to the coast and sell it and become the Swahili on the Swahili coast, said the Swahili on the Swahili coast. Remember this tiny space you have to go through to get from here to there? Someone owns that now. Want to get enlightened in the middle of nowhere? The Franks have the biggest kingdom in Europe, and the Pope is so proud that he invites the king over for Christmas. Surprise, you're the new Roman Emperor, said the Pope, pretending to still be part of the Roman Empire. Then the Franks broke their kingdom into what will later be called France and not France. The Northerners, or just Norse if you don't have much time, are exploring. They go north, from the north to the northern north, and they find some land, two types of land, and they name them accordingly. They also invade some other places and get called many names, such as Vikings. That went by quick, but did you notice they did go to North America in about the year 1000, and we now have evidence that they did in what is now Canadian Newfoundland. There's the Rus, the Kievan Rus. Are they Vikings? I don't think so, said the Kievan Rus. Okay, fair enough. The Pope is ready to make some more emperors of the Roman Empire, the Holy Roman Empire. It's actually Germany, but don't worry about it. New kingdoms. Which brand would you like? Mine's better. Mine's better. Mine's better. Time to conquer England, said William. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Seljuk Turks, said the Byzantine Empire, who's getting so small it almost doesn't exist anymore. We need help. They need help. So they call the Pope. Hey, Pope, can you help us get rid of the Seljuks? Maybe take back the Holy Land on the way? Come on, I know you want to take back the Holy Land. Yes, I do actually want to do that. Let's do a crusade. Crusade. They did many crusades, some of which almost didn't fail, but at least the Italians got some sweet trade deals. And also, along the way, during one of those crusades, they discovered that the Arabs were growing this thing called sugarcane, and they were processing it into something called sugar. And that became the basis of a whole new thing. Goodbye, Mayans. Hello, Toltecs. Goodbye, Toltecs. Hello, Mississippi. Look at those mounds. There's the Pueblo. I always wondered how to build a town and a cliff. Guess who's here? Come here. Where? Here. And Pagan is there. Vietnam unconquered itself. Korea just became itself. And Japan is so addicted to art that the military might have to take over the government. China just invented bombs and typing. And the Mongols just invaded most of the universe. Nice going, Genghis. I bet that will last a long time. Some of the Islamic Turks were unaffected by the Mongol invasions because they were busy invading India. 
Is it Tonga time? I think it's Tonga time. I just found out where the Swahili gets all their gold. Look at this Chad. Means lake. There's an empire there. Right in the middle of the... The king of Mali is so rich he's going on tour to let everyone know. Wow, that guy's rich, everyone said. The Christians are doing a great job reconquering Iberia, which will soon be called Spain and not Spain. Please remain Christian. We will check in later to see if you're still Christian when you least expect. Whoops, half of Europe just died. China's back, yay! Hey, come here, time to share. New kingdoms here and there. Oh, look who controls all the islands. It's the Mahajapit. Majahapit. Mapajahit. Mahapajit. Mapajahit. Majapahit? Oh, Italy's really rich. Time for them to care a lot about art and the ancient classics. It's kind of like a rebirth. Oh, wait a minute. What happened in Constantinople? Oh, right. It was conquered by the Ottomans and it became Istanbul. And all of the wealthy Europeans left and they took a lot of books with them. And that also helped create the Renaissance. Here's a printer. Let's make books. So you think you can conquer the Byzantine Empire? Yep, said the Ottoman Turks. Nice job, Ottoman Turks. Whoops, you missed a spot. Don't forget to ban Europe from the Indian spice trade. What? Said Portugal. Spiceless. Well, I guess we'll have to find another way to India. Wait, said Christopher Columbus. If the world is round, let's go this way to India. No, don't worry. We already got this, said Portugal. Columbus did go to Portugal first, and they did say that. So Chris goes to Spain. Hey, Spain, want to hire me to find India by going around back of the world? No, please, no, please, no, please. Okay, so he sails into the ocean and discovers more ocean and then discovers the Indies and Japan. Let's draw a line to decide who gets which half of the world. That dividing the world, that was called the Treaty of Tordesillas. And the Pope, who was a Spaniard named Rodrigo Borgia, but he called himself Alexander VI, gave that western half of it to the Spanish and the eastern half of it to the Portuguese. Was it his? Nah, it really wasn't. The Aztec and Inca empires are off to a great start. I wonder if they know that Europe just discovered their continent. Boy, we went by that really quick. 90 to 95% of all of the people living in the Americas, and there were 65 to 75 million people living in the Americas, 90 to 95% of them died. That's what that guy with the sickle is all about. The Habsburgs are marrying into so many royal families, they might have to start marrying each other. Move over, Lithuania. Here comes Moscow. Ivan wants to make Russia great again. Move over, Timurids. Maybe go invade India or something. Persia just made Persia Persian again. Let's make it the other kind of Islam. The one where we thought the first guy should have been the other guy. Hey, Christians, do you sin? Now you can buy your way out of hell. That's a scam. Here's 95 reasons why. So it totally started the Protestant Reformation. You know what would be magnificent, said Suleiman, wearing an onion hat? What if the Ottoman Empire was really big, which it is now? Yeah, and in 1529, they almost conquered Vienna. What if Russia was big, said Ivan, trying not to be terrible? Actually, his name was Ivan Grozny, which doesn't really translate to terrible. It translates to awesome. Portugal had a dream that they controlled the entire Indian Ocean, including the spice trade. And then that dream was real. And Spain realized that this is not India, but they pillaged it anyway. We gotta start pillaging some stuff, said England and France. Then the Dutch revolt and all the hipsters moved to Amsterdam. But before all that happened, they took their sugar plantations, which they had been doing in those islands around the North African coast, and they transplanted them to the Caribbean. And the Portuguese transplanted them to what became Brazil. And when all of the Indians were dead and no longer able to be forced labor, where did they go and get labor? Oh, that's right. They went to Africa. We gotta start pillaging some stuff. Question one, can you get to India through North America? No, but at least there's beaver. Question two, steal the spice trade. That's not a question, but the Dutch did it anyway. Guess where all the sugar's made? In Brazil, stolen in the Caribbean. And it's so profitable, you might forget to not do slavery. There Next you go. Next thing to-do list is to get bigger. Britain and France are having a friendly discussion about who should control the entire world, more specifically Ohio. Then it escalates into a seven-year discussion, giving Prussia a chance to show Austria who's boss. But what about Britain and France? Did they figure out who's boss? Yes, they did. It's Britain. Guess who's broke? Also Britain. So they start taxing America. Five, says America, declaring their independence and fighting for it. And France helps them win. Now France is broke. 
and Britain will have to send their prisoners to a different continent. Wait, if France is broke, why do the king and queen still wear such fancy dresses? Let's overthrow the palace and cut all their heads off, said Robespierre, cutting everybody's head off until someone eventually got mad and cut his head off. You can make a relit- No, don't. Haiti is starting to like the idea of a revolution, especially the slaves who free themselves by killing their masters. Why didn't we think of this before? Wait, who's in charge of France now? said Napoleon, trying to take over Europe. Luckily, they banished him to an island. But he came back. Luckily, they banished him to another island. There goes Latin America, becoming independent in the Latin American Wars of Independence. Britain just figured out how to turn steam into power, so now they can make many different types of machines and factories with machines in them, so they can make a lot of products real fast. Then they invent some trains, and conquer India, and maybe put some trains there. Hey, China, said Britain, buy stuff from us. Nah, dude, we already got everything, says China. So Britain tried to get them addicted to opium, which worked, actually. But then China made it illegal and dumped it all into the sea. So Britain threw a hissy fit and made them open up five cities and give them an island. Britain and Russia are playing a game where they try to stop each other from conquering Afghanistan. Why is Afghanistan so important? Also, the Sultan of Oman lives in Zanzibar now. That's just where he lives. India just had a revolution, and they would like to govern themselves now. Nope, said Britain, governing them even harder than before. Technology is about to go crazy. The United States finally figured out whether slavery is good or bad. It's bad, they decided. And then they continued manifesting their destiny, which is to kill the rest of the natives and take their land and maybe kick out the Mexicans too. Actually, they kicked out the Mexicans before they decided that slavery is bad, and partially because the Southerners wanted to expand slavery into that territory. Just saying. The United States ran out of destiny to manifest, so they're looking for more. Cuba. Wait, Spain controls Cuba. Well, blame something on them and go to war. What should we blame on Spain? Let's blame the main on Spain. So they blame the main on Spain. Now we're in business. To celebrate, they kick Panama out of Panama and make a canal connecting the two oceans. And part of the reason they wanted that canal was because the Chileans had recently won the War of the Pacific, and their fleet controlled the entire west coast of South America and Central America, and could even project naval power to San Francisco if they wanted. Britain just found oil in the Middle East. It makes cars go. China is so tired of being bossed around that they delete their old government and make a new, stronger government, which is accidentally weaker and controlled by a guy from the previous government. Europe hasn't had a war since the last war, so they start World War I. Look at those guns. It's going to be a great war. So great we won't need a second one. After it's over, they blame Germany. Russia went on strike and the workers overthrew the government. Now everyone's paycheck is the same. Communism in the Soviet Union. The Arabs revolt and Britain helps. Now the Ottoman Empire's gone, so we can give the Jewish people a place to live. Hopefully the Arabs won't mind. And the British can control the oil. Let's cut the cake, said Sykes and Picot, carving up the remains of the not-so-Ottoman-anymore empire. Except Turkey, Turkey makes a brand new Turkey. And then the Saudis conquer Arabia. It just seemed like the right thing to do. Hello? Yes, it's the 1920s calling. Let's get in the car and drive to a party and listen to jazz on the radio and go to the movies. The economy's great and it'll probably be great forever. Just kidding. Germany's back featuring Hitler, the angry mustache model. And he's mad at the Jews for existing. And he's also mad at the people who bankrupted his country with the Versailles Treaty at the end of the First World War. Japan is finally conquering the East. Hitler's out of control. So the international community tackles him and tries to explain why killing all the Jews is a bad idea. But he kills himself before they could explain it to him. That's World War II. Bonus round. Pacific Showdown. United States versus Japan. Fight. Finish it. Let's unite all the nations and have some world peace. Seems legit. Hi, I'm Gandhi, and if Britain doesn't get the hell out of India, I'm going to starve myself in public. Wow, that worked. Bonus, now there's Pakistan. Actually, two Pakistans. One of them could be Bangladesh later. The Jews and the Arabs finally figured out which one of them should live in the Holy Land. Me, they both said at the same time. Let's divide up the land so everyone's happy. Sight, they both get angrier. Look out, China. There's a new China in China. What's on the menu? Communism. No thanks, said the other China, escaping to an island. I wonder which one is the real China. 
There's the Korean War, Korea versus Korea. Nobody wins, then it's on pause forever. Let's meet the sponsors. Oh, it's the two global superpowers. They're having a friendly debate over which economic system is good and which one is an evil virus of Satan. And they both have atom bombs. Fight! Wait, no, that will be the end of the world. Let's just keep it cool and spy on each other instead. And make sure we have enough atom bombs. I'll race you to space. Now let's make some more countries fight themselves. Europe is tired of pillaging other continents, and the continents they were pillaging are tired of being pillaged. So here's a new map with new countries. Now you can't tell who they're being pillaged by. The United States the finally truth. decided whether racism is good or bad. They decided it's bad, and the world agrees. South Africa might need another minute to think about it. Let's check the world population. Whoa. Okay. Technology's better too, that might keep happening. The Soviet Union decides to relax a little and accidentally falls apart. Europe makes a union, so now they can all use the same money. Except Britain, because they don't feel like it. Let's check the mail. Surprise, it's on the computer. Whoops, someone just attacked America. I bet they'll remember that. Phone call. Surprise, it's in your pocket. Want to learn everything? Surprise, it's on the computer. Now your phone's a computer, which is in your pocket. Whoops, the economy just crashed. Don't worry, the big banks won't fail, because they're not supposed to. Surprise, flying robots. With bombs. Want to print a brain? Some people have no friends. Some people have no food. The globe is warming. And the ocean is full of plastic. Apparently, by 2050, the ocean will have more plastic in it than fish. Let's save the planet, said everybody, not knowing how. Let's invent the thing inventor, said the thing inventor inventor after being invented by a thing inventor. That's pretty cool. By the way, where the hell are we? So that was interesting, right? And he did mention a lot of things. And hopefully when people see it, they see a lot of things that they might want to follow up on and type into the search engine and get the computer to tell them some more about. So I think in general, this was kind of fun and it was very interesting. There were some things that were kind of my hobby horses that I mentioned. There are some other things that I didn't have a chance to mention. And I've asked my students about this, so in a few days I will probably follow up with some of their observations after watching it. Many of them already knew about it, but I told them I would give them some extra credit in the survey courses to respond to it and tell me what they think was good about it and what they think was problematic. So look forward to that. But in the meantime, I hope people found this a little bit interesting. Thanks very much for listening, and I will see you again next time.